good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to thank you for taking time to tune in with us just for a few minutes this morning as we're studying God's Word together. We've entitled our study, A Journey Through Mark. And what a blessing it is to study God's Word with you. If you have a copy of God's Precious Word nearby, I want to encourage you to open up your Bible along with me to Mark chapter number 9. And we're just going to look at verse 2 and 3 today as we're talking about the transfiguration of the Lord Jesus. As we looked yesterday, we found out and we read in verse number 2, and we examine some thoughts about the transfiguration and where it was and the location of it. And let me say this again and reiterate, uh, we do not know for certain which mountain that this took place upon. Uh, some think that it was Mount Hermon, and that is a very, very tall mountain in Israel, in northern Israel. And uh, many people, many Bible scholars believe that it was there, and some think that it was Mount Tabor. And uh, I've been to Israel, and we went in a couple of months ago, and we went by uh, the place called Mount Tabor. And I have pictures of it, and many people think that it was there. In fact, tradition from the fourth century and forward say that it was Mount Tabor where the transfiguration occurred. Let me say this to you and I. It makes very little difference which mountain it happened on. Uh, that has nothing really to do with it. It did happen on a mountain. It could have been Mount Hermon. It could have been Mount Tabor. I don't know. Could have been another mountain. And uh, but we're not going to be dogmatic about the location. But what is important today for us to realize is that it did transpire just the way that the Bible says. Verse number two of Mark chapter nine this morning, the Bible says, and after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter, James, and John, and leadeth them unto or into a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. In other words, he was changed. The word uh, transfigured uh, is the word that, from that Greek word that is translated into the English language, tran English language uh, transfigured is the word that we get our word metamorphosis from. And it means literally to be changed. Verse number three this morning is where I, I really want to center our study upon. The Bible says, And his raiment became shiny, exceeding white as snow, as so as no fuller on earth can white them. Now, I'm interested in that this morning, and I, I look at that, and I began to realize what the Bible is saying here, just a little bit more understanding about it, perhaps. The Bible says, in his raiment became shiny. Now, Jesus' clothes was shiny. Why was that? Because he was transfigured, and it was not that his clothes was shining, but that the Lord was shining, and he was shining through, and so his raiment began to shine. 
Notice what the Bible says, exceeding white as snow. And I began to think about that. There's no pure, there's no pure color than snow when it is just falling upon the ground. It's white as it can be. And then I noticed something else that this Bible, our Bible, is teaching us at the latter part of verse number three, so as no fuller on earth can white them. And I began to look at that word fuller, and I began to look at the and think about the thought of the fuller. The word fuller or full is an Anglo-Saxon term meaning to whiten. And to full or to be a fuller meant that you worked and you had a job that you whitened or cleaned clothes. Now, to full is to press according to the Bible dictionary or sour cloth in a meal. It was an art that was done often in antiquity. If we look back to the book of Malachi, we find the phrase fuller's soap. And it's interesting as we read in Malachi chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, Behold, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. This is a messianic promise. It speaks in reference to Jesus. Now, we know that, that uh, John um, the Baptist was the preparer of the way. He was the messenger of Christ, and he came before Christ, and then suddenly Jesus appeared on the scene. And this is a messianic promise in Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. But the Bible says in Malachi 3 and verse 2, listen to what it says. But who may abide in the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? And here it is, the description of the Messiah. For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. So in other words, he is white. He's shining. He's brilliant. And again, Mark says in verse number three, and his raiment began, became shining, exceeding white as snow, as so as no fuller on earth can white them. I began to, again, consider why it was that Jesus' clothes was shining. And again, it is because he shines. Moses on Mount Sinai, you might recall in the Old Testament, when he came down from the mountain and he had the tablets in his hand and he had come down the second time and he had brought the commandments and he had been with God uh, for a long time, for 40 days. And Moses, his face shined. Moses had to veil his face because his face was so bright. Why was that? It was because that he was in the presence of God. John describes Jesus again after the resurrection. And we know that John, the apostle, lived longer than any of the other apostles. And he was exiled to the island of Patmos. And there God gave him a vision of the future. 
In Revelation chapter 1, verse number 10, John writes these words, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What seest thou? Write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus and unto Smyrna and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and gird about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance, listen carefully, was as the sun shineth in his strength. In other words, Jesus was shining, and it's the same one that was transfigured on this mountain that had died on Calvary's cross, that had risen from the grave, that had ascended back on high. And here it is that John, many years later, is seeing Jesus, and Jesus spoke to him. And the Bible says, in this vision, John said, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and death. Later on in that same book, the book of Revelation, John writes toward the closing in chapter number 22 and verse number 22, and he speaks of God and the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and he says these words in verse 22, and I saw no temple there, talking about the new Jerusalem, the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. I want to say this, there's going to be worship that's going to go on. But it won't be in a building. It won't be in a tabernacle. It won't be in a church house. It will be in the very presence of God. We will be with him. Notice in verse number 23 of Revelation 21. And the city hath no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And listen carefully. And the lamb is the light thereof. And as I look at Mark chapter number nine, and I simply read what Mark wrote, and his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, as no fuller on earth can make, can white them. In other words, the brilliance of the glory of God upon the Lord Jesus Christ. He was transfigured there before Peter and James and John, and they saw him in his glory. And I want to say this, you and I one day will experience that same glory. We will see the Son of Man. We'll see him as he is. And John gives us a great description in the book of Revelation. I hope and pray that this will encourage you to think about as we read the word of God together 
And I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you. In John 9, or Mark 9, 3, the Bible says, And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow. I understand that. I've read that before. I've comprehended that part of that verse. But I never connected so as no fuller on earth can white them. There is nothing to compare on earth to the glory and splendor of the Lord Jesus. He's my Savior. He's the coming King. I hope you know him today. And I look forward to seeing him. And also look forward to see you on our next Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. And until then, this is Pastor Donnie Shoemate of the Bethel Baptist Church. May God bless you today. Thank you for taking time to be with us. Bye-bye. Child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just breathe.